0: Hello and welcome to episode 29 of the Screaming in Silence podcast, Quality versus Cure. For most of us, severe pain is thankfully a fleeting experience, but for some, like myself, it's a permanent companion. For the past 25 years, everything I've done or experienced has been accompanied by chronic pain, yet to the surprise of most, I consider myself one of the luckiest people alive and I'm thankful for this journey. Through this podcast series, I'll share with you my story and the insights I have gained that have allowed me this perspective. We live in a world where so many people are looking for a cure for what ails them, and for almost every ailment, there is some product promising it has the answer. From pills to ointments and everything in between, there is something out there marketed to remedy your troubles. There are diets and nutrition guides, exercise regimes and so much more. Despite the wide range of options available, there are still so many in desperate need, tirelessly searching for that magic remedy. Now I'm not discounting genuine cures, there are almost countless examples where there is no doubt that treatment is effective, but there are also many situations where people find themselves where a cure is not a possibility for whatever reason. This though does not mean there is nothing that can be done. A common complaint I see from people in chronic pain is when those who are not in the same situation suggest a treatment that their mother tried or their colleague at work had success with, or even themselves. I can understand where the frustration lies. Most chronic pain patients have tried almost every option and done a lot of research on their plights. I know I have. Every so often in the few pain support communities I am active in, this topic will come up, and it draws much anger and furious keyboard tapping. Now there is no denying that some suggestions are almost insulting. For example, try to get more sleep. I can tell you that a lot of chronic pain patients struggle with sleep and would love to get more, but it isn't just that easy for some. But a lot of suggestions offered could actually be helpful if we choose to reframe how we perceive them. I honestly believe that the majority of people who offer these suggestions, even those that suggest better sleep, are doing so with good intentions. Focusing on those who haven't experienced chronic pain, they are, in my mind, just trying to understand something that they are not familiar with and offer help. 26 years in on my journey and I still get asked if I've tried this or tried that, and it's very rare when I would answer, no I haven't. However, I'm not going to get angry with these people. They are just trying their best to do what most humans want to do, help someone in need. Even if I wanted people to stop offering advice, that's not going to happen. I cannot control the actions of others. What we can control, however, is how we react to these suggestions. What I believe we can also do is reframe what these people are saying. Instead of dismissing their advice outright because it isn't a cure, we can instead look at it as a way to improve the quality of your life. Suggestions like yoga, exercise, dietary and mindset changes won't cure chronic pain but they most certainly can improve the quality of life we experience. Too often I see people in chronic pain dismiss these suggestions. They roll their eyes, they get agitated, they criticise the person responsible for not understanding what continual pain is like. Well, I do understand what chronic pain is, and I do know that suggestions like these work for many, and I firmly believe that can extend to all, not only just chronic pain patients. I've never really looked for a cure to my chronic pain, but I have for all those years looked for an improvement in the quality of my life. I've said those actual words to doctors, specialists and more. I've not gone to a single session with any of the aforementioned seeking a 100% cure, not even for the spinal cord stimulator. The best I hoped for from that was up to a 30% reduction in the pain, to give me some of the quality of life I was searching for. That's not to say I'm close-minded to a 100% cure, it's that as there is a serious underlying structural issue, the damage to my spinal cord, which can't be repaired, well, there aren't too many options available. As I've said previously, there is the DREZ procedure, which many brachial plexus avulsion patients have had immediate success with, but that does not come without serious risks. Risks that I've personally weighed up and elected to not take. So, for me, anything I can do to improve the quality of my life is worth pursuing. What I have found to be very successful for my journey is threefold: exercise, distraction and most importantly, my own personal approach to what is known as mindfulness. I'll be clear, none of these methods have cured me of my pain. In fact, other than the Dres procedure, I know of no other method that has cured brachial plexus avulsion related pain completely. But I do know of a number of brachial plexus injury patients who through using exercise, distraction and mindfulness have vastly improved their life's experiences, some of whom have been on the show. I also know of other pain patients outside of brachial plexus injuries who have had the same results. Earlier I mentioned that these suggestions when coming from someone who hasn't experienced chronic pain result in anger and ridicule. So how about when they come from someone who is in chronic pain, who has walked the walk and can talk the talk. Now of course, no one's situation is the exact same as another's, we all walk different paths in life. But I do feel I am somewhat qualified to speak on the subject, I've had nearly 10,000 days of experience to draw some knowledge from. Despite this, I still get laughed at occasionally, I still get angry responses, I've been told I don't belong in these pain groups. I think these people, despite me explaining my reasoning, are misunderstanding my point. I'm not offering a cure, I'm merely presenting ways I have improved the quality of my life with chronic pain. Maybe they are so focused on a cure that anything less gets dismissed. I feel if that is the case, then they are missing out on a lot. Now sure, not everyone will have the same results, there is no one single fix for everyone. But just because something hasn't worked for one doesn't mean it won't work for others. One pain community I'm in posts regular distraction games. Find the hidden item in this picture, style distractions. They are always well received by the members of this group. They don't cure anyone's pain, but they do provide a light distraction for a few minutes for so many. A recent post of this nature, however, raised someone's anger, demanding that the practice be stopped as it doesn't work for them. I suggested that just because it doesn't work for them, there should be no reason that no one else can try. But they doubled down on their argument and claimed I was part of the problem that chronic pain patients face. In another group just last night, a meme was posted that suggested using positivity was rude and insensitive. I replied saying that for some it does help and that we shouldn't outright dismiss it. Instead, it should be another tool available in our pain toolbox. Once again, just because something doesn't work for you does not mean it should be taken off the table. No medication has worked for my pain, yet I would never suggest that medication be removed as an option for others. Most of the other responses to this meme were dismissive of positivity as well, but one caught me off guard completely. This response was that anyone who suggested using a positive outlook to help them live with chronic pain was belittling or denying that person's condition and should be jailed for hate crime language against disability. Now, granted in one person's opinion, we have gone from suggesting something that does work for many as being rude and insensitive to mean something someone should be arrested and charged for encouraging. To read that left me a little bewildered. The only way I could wrap my head around it was the message of positivity as a tool, just like that of exercise or diet, was being misunderstood. It's not been suggested as a means of curing what ails us, but one of improving the situation we find ourselves in. It's important I feel for me to remind you that I'm looking at this from the perspective of there being no other option, not only for me, but for a lot of the members of the pain community. If there was a way of curing our pain, then by all means go to it, But many of us are not in that situation. There is no easy or even hard way of repairing the damage. No pill, no surgery, no intervention that will turn off the pain signals. So we need to look at what else we have available. We need to find ways to mitigate those signals and how the brain processes them. We need to consider options that make us healthier and feel better because sometimes that is all we have left. I mentioned before how I've always been seeking any improvement on the quality of my life with continual pain. While I've had my attitude about living with adversity for almost as long as I have been on this journey, I did search for medical intervention as well, hoping I would find that bit extra to make life even more comfortable. When I was told that the last option I sought, the spinal cord implant, had failed and that there was nothing else available to try, I decided then that any quality of life improvement was now in my hands, well, hand. This was an extremely powerful acknowledgement for me. I realised that now I had the power to do this, instead of relying on outside help. I was essentially painted into a corner where I had to find my way out myself. Keeping active, keeping distracted and honing my mindfulness approach was now even more important than ever. I have zero doubt that without these tools, my life with pain would be far worse. Not only how I would feel about myself, but also how much the pain would intrude in my life. Even in times of extreme pain, just simply walking around the house lifts me up. The pain is doing everything it can to tie me down, to restrict me. It has a physical impact that pulls me in. Overcoming this by walking a few steps is tremendous because I've not allowed the pain to win. Whether it's 10 steps or 10,000, it doesn't matter. I've won. Distractions allow me to keep doing what I want, not what the pain wants. The pain wants to steal my focus from me, once again to pull me in, mentally this time, not physically. Putting my focus into something I enjoy, be it listening to music, practicing self awareness, watching some comedy, anything that can hold my attention without much effort, stops the pain from overcoming the floodgates and come crashing in. But mindfulness is my key asset. I've not read any books on the subject, so it is my own variation of this skill. It might not be to the textbook. But mindfulness didn't come from a textbook, it came from individuals who found themselves in a place of great difficulty, with no other options available, much like I did. A huge component of my approach is gratitude and positivity. Being thankful for all I have, finding the positivity in adversity, remaining indifferent to my pain, making it feel welcome in my life, not fighting it, not putting negative values on it, not fearing it, fearing the future, or wishing for the past. Embracing and choosing it. Not being angry or let down. None of these tactics I employ cure me of my pain. It is still very present in my life. But they allow me to control how the pain impacts my life. Not only this, but it reduces the intensity of the pain. I've experienced the anxiety that comes with extreme pain. I know the fear it can bring. I know the suffering of letting your thoughts run with the pain. I know the effect letting these feelings in has, it will make my pain worse. It won't just overcome the floodgates, it'll smash them down and drown all below. I know that being inactive compounds the feeling of being unable to do what we want, that getting up and moving, even if only a few steps if that's all that is possible, is liberating and uplifting. And I know many others do too. Despite the memes that pop up about not suggesting positivity, diet or exercise for coping with chronic pain, there are often comments or posts from some where they have found great success with these tactics and more. Real people with real pain getting real improvements. No, they're not cured of their pain, just as I'm not either, but they're using what they can to make the best of what they've got available. As far as we know, this is our one shot at life and all the experiences it holds. We shouldn't dismiss or ridicule anything that can make that more enjoyable, nor should we deny the option for others even if it doesn't work for us. I'd rather be in pain with a smile on my face, appreciation of life and all it brings, gratitude for what I have and love for who I am and where I am, than to be in pain with anger, resentment and frustration. Surely that's the better option. Thanks for taking the time to join me today. Living with adversity has taught me so much and I'm happy to share the lessons I've learnt with you all. I hope to get one more show in before the end of the year and I'm working on some new developments for 2024, so stay tuned for updates. Until next time, take care, have a great week and I look forward to seeing you soon.